ComC is your home for buying, selling, and flipping all the hottest trading cards. Their consignment marketplace is home to over 27 million cards across all sports, genres, and eras. With a ComC account, you can purchase cards from different sellers over time and ship them home together later, or immediately reprice them for sale on the ComC marketplace. To stay updated with ComC, please follow them on social media at Check Out My Cards, one word, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. To learn about offers, promotions, and more at ComC, please visit blog.comc.com. You're listening to the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute, a podcast where we discuss both the hobby and business sides of collecting. I'm your host, Mike Summer, and I want to help you buy, sell, and trade your way into a collection you'll love. Welcome to another episode of the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute. Just paying a little homage there to Eric Norton, the godfather of hobby podcasting and the Fat Packs podcast. Just wanted to give them a little shout out there before I get started today. Man, what a great week it was in the hobby for me. I got a chance to do a lot of fun things last week and thought I'd share a little bit about them now. First of all, I got to have three different conversations, three different interviews that I got to record for upcoming podcast episodes. It was a lot of fun to have some good hobby talk with some other collectors across the country. Then I also got to go check out this collection on Friday. There was a guy who used to have a hobby shop. He was a long-term dealer. And when he got out of the business, he sold most of his cards, but he had acquired a bunch of memorabilia that he had at his house that he had, you know, just used as his own collection and had on display at his home. And now he's deciding he wants to start to thin that out a little bit. And I've had the opportunity over the last several months to start to pick up a few pieces from that collection. And so we planned out a time where I'd come over, check it out, and he'd show me some of the things that he was ready to move on from and see if we could work out a deal and boy, did we ever. It was just a great time of hearing the stories behind some of these pieces. There was there was some modern stuff, but there was stuff that dated back all the way to 1910 to 1912 tobacco pins of like Mordecai Brown and a lot of stuff from the 60s and 70s that you don't see. There was China from the Chicago Cubs clubhouse. There's just a whole bunch of unique items that were fun to see, fun to learn about, stuff I've never seen before. And I got to hear the stories about how he acquired it, about what this item actually was, old advertising from the 60s. I mean, it was just a, a plethora of memorabilia that dates back like I said, to the turn of the century, to 1910. And so it was just a really great time. Got to hear a lot of stories from him about running a, a shop in the in the 80s and in 90s. I got to get some advice from him about what it's like buying and selling and running a shop and finding markets for things that may not be as, as mainstream as others. It was, just a, it was a really great time to have that conversation, get to see some cool stuff, and, and eventually pick it up and, and be able to take it into my own shop and into my own collection. And so as, as we've kind of said before, sometimes when it comes to these types of things, you're the steward of that card or you're the steward of that piece of memorabilia for a time, and then it's time to find a new home and a new owner for that piece. And, and I get to be the new owner of, of several cool pieces along the way. 
Well, in just a couple minutes, I'm going to bring on our interview guest, and today that is Ed Webb. And Ed runs the big non-sports show that's in Chicago every spring and fall, and we're going to talk about the upcoming show that's coming up in the middle of May here, just a few weeks away. Ed's going to give us a little bit about his background and then talk a little bit about the history of this show and what what collectors can expect to see if they come out to the show here in the Chicagoland area um, in the middle of May. And so we're going to bring Ed on in a minute after I tell you about Underdog Collectibles, the online shop run by Collectors for Collectors. It breaks new product every Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday night. You can check them out at udogcollect.com to see what they're going to be breaking this week. Or you can go visit their brick-and-mortar shop in Knoxville, Tennessee to see their full selection of singles, wax, supplies, and all of those other things. You can even watch them break live in the shop. They are also an approved group submitter with SGC, so if you hit a nice card in one of those breaks, you can work with the underdogs to get that submitted to SGC for you as well. Check them out at udogcollect.com and tell them Wax Pack Hero sent you. Well, last fall, I was listening to Greg McLaughlin on the Rebel Base Card Podcast, and he was covering a non-sports card show in the Chicagoland area that he had recently attended. I was in the midst of organizing the shelves of non-sports that I inherited at the shop, and so it especially piqued my interest when I heard that conversation. One of the guests that he had on that episode was one of the organizers of the show, Ed Webb. And they mentioned that there'd be a spring event in May, and I decided I wanted to go. And so today I invited Ed to join me to discuss his collecting background and to talk a little bit about what collectors can expect to see here in a couple of weeks at the show. Ed, welcome. Glad to, glad to be on. So tell me about where did your love of non-sports cards begin? Uh, I remember as a kid picking up the random wacky packages and uh, collecting everything from mostly sci-fi shows. I, I still have my complete uh, collections of Battlestar Galactica and Alien cards from the late 70s. And then I kind of lapsed for a while as real life got, got uh, involved. But uh, once I had kids and, and got a little more settled, uh, the bug hit again. So. It's funny how that that seems to be a story for so many of us, whether it's sports or non-sports. As we collected as a kid, it was something we were passionate about. And then there's a period of our life where it just kind of fell away for a while until we kind of reached that point where we needed to pick up some other hobbies again, uh, whether that's because we're home a little more often with kids or whatnot. So that's that's cool. Um, that Battlestar Galactica and Alien, I think those are actually a couple of the ones I sent up to Greg recently. Um, to add to his collection. So that's, that's cool that that was some of the first ones that, that you remember too. Did, where did you grow up? So was, it, was that something that was readily available in your area? Were those entertainment cards? Uh, I grew up in Wichita, Kansas, uh, pretty much smack dab in the center of the U.S. And uh, at the time you could get, uh, you could get cards at the grocery store and, you know, the, the local 7-Eleven convenience store um, pretty much, you know, at the counter, it, it changed rapidly. So it was hard to complete sets because they'd get like a box of something. And then when that one was gone, they'd get a box of whatever else was new. Uh, so there wasn't the concept we have today of stores that have, you know, stocking seven, eight different titles. Uh, it was very much grab whatever's available. So as you got back into it here, 
where where has your focus on your your collection gone? Do you focus more on some of those cards from the era when you were growing up, or do you still collect some of the modern stuff too? Uh, I've I learned a long time ago if I was going to be a dealer, I couldn't collect everything. Uh, that gets way too expensive and it eats into your inventory. Uh, but uh, I still collect alien cards, upper decks, making uh, modern sets for um for the alien movies i think they're done now uh with the license but uh they made very nice sets for uh they made four sets so i've been collecting those um and then i collect one marvel character for sketch cards and and random cards that being the uh, inhuman crystal so i i wanted to do something with the marvel cards because i enjoyed having them and selling them and all that but i knew i couldn't collect everything so i picked one kind of obscure character and decided to run with that so when did you kind of transition from coming back as a collector again to being a dealer and a show promoter how did that transition begin that that's always one of those things that i'm interested in in hearing about because i had a similar transition like that from a sports card perspective, you know, getting back into collecting and then eventually started to do some buying and selling. So I always love to hear about other people's transitions from collector to dealer as well. So when did that, when did that transition start for you? Well, in the nineties, I got back into it. Mostly I, uh, I was a big fan of the TV show Babylon five and I got into the cards they made for it. And, uh, they had a card game that I got heavily into. And that kind of sparked, at the time I had my own business anyway, so that sparked the idea that maybe I could sell some of these cards and uh, you know, maybe support my habit. And then uh, right about 2000, my wife and I made the decision that somebody needed to stay home and raise the kids. She was traveling a bunch. I was traveling a bunch, but you know, it came down to it. She made more money than me. So I was the stay at home dad and being in the trading card business gave me something I could do from home and still raise two kids. That's, that's awesome. That's a great story and a, a great fit. When did you start promoting shows? Uh, about 10 years ago, we, uh, we were we did shows. Uh, there was a longtime promoter in the Chicagoland area, Paul Malero, uh, who was doing shows, and he was retiring. He decided he wanted to spend uh, more time with his charitable workings and and focus on the the charity aspect of what he was doing. And one of the other dealers and I just kind of looked at each other and said, do you really want this to be the last show? And it was like, no, this is a good show. So, you know, well, we could, we could promote a show. It does. You don't have to be in town to do it. Uh, at the time I was living in Northern Michigan. So I was about six hours away from Chicago and it was just kind of a natural fit. He uh, he handles the the location and the and the logistics of getting the room and all that, and I handle the promotion, run the website, and work on getting promo cards. 
So this, how long has this show then been going on? It sounds like you, you are kind of taking it over with a partner there. How long has this show actually been going? Well, that is up for debate. Um, it, we've been doing it 10 years uh, with that, that year we don't talk about in between there. <laughs> but uh, it was going on. Paul ran the show in one form or another for probably 11 years, I think. Uh, so, so there's a long tradition. He, he did some shows that were more Comic-Con-like that had celebrity guests. Uh, and he had some shows that were bigger, some stars, shows that were smaller. And he always kind of bopped around the Chicagoland area to different locations. We kind of decided we wanted to stick with one location and keep it just about the cards because that's what we were comfortable with. We neither neither one of us that are running the show really want to be a big time show promoter and have to worry about guest logistics and all that. Uh, we just want to have a, a nice little get together with people that want to collect cards. So tell me a little bit more about the show that's coming up here in May, May 13th and 14th. It's a, it's a two day event. It's as I understand it free for attendees. Tell me a little bit about what collectors can expect to see if they come to the show. There are going to be, we've got almost 30 tables of vendors. We've got a, uh, a guest artist, Jay Lynn Warner, who's going to be there with his original art. He'll be doing uh, rough sketches at the show. He'll sign your promo cards that uh, that have his art on them. And uh, he's a fan too, so I'm sure he'll just be talking shop like the rest of us. But as far as the vendors, you'll find anything from pre-war vintage to what came out the week before the show. Uh, we've got a wide variety of uh, vendors that that stock everything non-sport we we've been very fortunate to pick up a couple of vintage vendors because we've had a lot of questions you know where can i find the older cards where can i find somebody that's knowledgeable about my older cards uh and that's never been something i've been real good at to me 79 is old you start talking about 40s and 50s and and uh, I'm lost. So it it's very much um, it's very much a niche market, but uh, we've got now about uh, four dealers that are very strong in the in the vintage department. Uh, we have one one guy that brings uh, vintage toys. We've got a dealer that has some comics and Funko Pops. So there's a little bit of everything, but main focus is cards. Very cool. And it, it did I understand correctly that it is free for attendees? Free admission and free promo cards at the door. Um, we understand that everybody has a choice what to do with their time. And it we feel it's a barrier. If, if you've got to pay $5 to get in, you feel like you ought to spend an hour there or something. And we feel very strongly that if you're in the neighborhood and you can stop by for half an hour, then that's great. Uh, there shouldn't be a barrier to getting in. Uh, so we we really, we 
we've been striving. We, we use the phrase always free admission. Uh, and I hope we can continue to keep that tradition going because I, I truly believe that it, it helps the dealers. There's more money in the pockets. People come in and spend the time they have, you know, with, uh, with the cards, whether it's an hour or whether it's there for the whole day. So you mentioned that you've been in kind of a, a locked in location. You kind of try to keep it the same location where tell everybody, where is the location? Where's the show actually going to be held at? The show is at the holiday Inn and suites in Carroll stream, which is a North East suburb, Northwest suburb, excuse me, Northwest suburb of Chicago. It's, uh, it's, it's a nice location. Uh, they, we take up the whole ballroom now. Uh, they've got a, uh, you know, lots of free parking. It's easy to get to. It's right off of North Avenue. If you're in the Chicagoland area, it's, it's real easy to get to off the main highways. And uh, they have been very good to us to be hosts. And there's a restaurant on site. So we usually get together for dinner and a beer after, uh, after the show on Friday night. And it's, uh, it's, it's just real comfortable. I, I would hate to think that we ever have to have to change locations because we've become very comfortable with that show. Yeah, that sounds great. I'm really looking forward to coming and checking it out. What was the website that people can go to if they want to see a little bit more about it? The website is www.nonsportcardshows.com. And so they'll be able to check, check it out, see a little bit more about the show. Um, is there also plans for a fall show this year in 2022 as well? There, there is a plan plans for October show. We'll have, uh, we'll have everything confirmed and in, uh, ready to roll for the show in May. We'll have flyers for October. Um, but yes, we, we've already got, uh, already got, dates locked in and we will definitely have a show in october as well awesome is there anything else you want people to know if they're thinking about potentially coming out to the show it is comfortable don't feel overwhelmed it's not gonna be it's not like the national um where you can walk in and it's like oh my god there's a million people all these tables it's uh what what am i looking at you can come, you can browse, uh, you can talk with people, you can bring stuff to trade. Some dealers buy stuff. Um, you know, a lot of people, their first show, don't know what they're looking for. So they may not buy a lot or they may go crazy and, and buy, you know, more than they expected. Uh, one thing I would recommend is want lists either on your phone or the old fashioned paper kind. If there's something you're looking for, it can get overwhelming when you walk into a table and see nothing but cards. You, it's amazing how fast your mind goes blank. What is that card I was looking for? Lists are so helpful. <laughs> so if, if you're a, a collector out there who maybe is, is somebody like me, who is much more knowledgeable on the sports side of things, but is gaining and dabbling in some of the non-sports issues. I don't know near as much. And sometimes I feel a little bit out of my element when dealing with non-sports. 
Um, would you say that it's a, a welcoming atmosphere for somebody who's kind of newer and exploring non-sports for the first time or just starting to get into non-sports? Is, is it something that they're going to feel completely out of place if they're not an expert when they come or, or is it fairly welcoming for a, a more novice non-sports collector? I, I like to think we're very welcoming. Uh, I think the non-sport community in general is very accepting of people that that are new, whether they're coming over from sports or just suddenly discovered Fortnite cards at Walmart. Um, you know, yes, there's there's guys there that have been in the business for, for 20, 20 plus years, but it doesn't mean that, that we're snooty, we're, that we're, um, you know, we're better than you. Everyone starts, I, I like to think of it as a no judgment room. If you want to collect Beanie Baby cards, go for it. I may not have what you need, but if you if that's what you want to do, I won't judge you for wanting to do it. If if you want to, if you're looking for Marvel PMGs, um, you know, and looking for investor grade cards, then you know. You, you might get a little more pushback on that because the funny thing is most non-sport collectors don't think of it as, a, as an investment. Um, but realistically, uh, you know, if, if that's what you're looking for, there, there will be plenty of people that will, uh, that will help you find what you need. That's good to hear. I plan to be there. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I'm going to be a sponge learning whatever I can and hopefully having some great conversations along the way. I, I really appreciate you spending a few minutes today to, to talk a little bit about your background and the upcoming show. Is there anything else you want people to know before we go today? I would just like to think that anybody that has a, a passing interest is welcome. It's not like you have to spend the whole day there to see a show. It's not like a wizard world or a you know Chicago Comic Con where you have to spend the whole day. You can come for an hour, you can come for two, and you can see some cool cards. And maybe we can help you define what it is you want to collect. You you know it's a it's a great place for if you're curious or if you're just starting out or if you've got some serious uh, desire to to get some newer boxes or older boxes or, you know, find those Gilligan Island cards. You, you never know what you'll find it at our show. That's for sure. And I just want everybody to know that, that, like I said, it's a no judgment zone. You can come spend some time. It's free. Uh, we have free promo cards that, uh, that are, are cool to collect and, and trade back and forth. And it really is, I think a, a very comfortable show to just come and hang out for a while. Awesome. Well, I, I, like I said before, I appreciate you coming on. I will have all of the contact information and the link to the website in the show notes of the episode as well. Um, when this comes out, there should still be, if you're listening to it on release week, there should still be a week or more um, prior to the show to get your plans in place if you want to come check it out. Well, thanks again for coming on, Ed. Thank you. Like the athletes we admire, the sports card shop is changing the game. 
We're not launching threes, bombing drives, or hitting dingers, but we have built a unique gathering spot for all collectors to trade cards, talk sports, play games, and watch their favorite athletes on the big screens. Yes, we've partnered with Panini, Upper Deck, Leaf, Tops, Fanatics, Pokemon, and others to bring you all the latest in sealed wax and singles. But the sports card shop in New Buffalo, Michigan is much, much more. Our recent expansion brings collectible sneakers, Hot Wheels, and more sports and entertainment memorabilia into the mix. Our new Collector's Cave Game Room is the perfect place to throw a rip party, bring friends, rip packs, trade cards, play billiards, ping pong, shuffleboard, classic arcade, and Xbox games, all while watching your favorite sport on TV. Visit us at thesportscardshop.com. Follow us on social at underscore sports card shop or better yet, visit us in person to learn about special events, party packages, new products and everything we're doing for you. The Sports Card Shop, connecting people, sports and the hobby around the world. Well, I am really looking forward to checking out the show. I plan to be there on Friday. I plan to get to spend a little time with Greg McLaughlin, my friend from the Rebel Base Card Podcast, get to look at some other Star Wars cards. That's one of the things I've been dabbling in, is starting to put together some lots of the vintage Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back sets. And so hopefully I'll be able to fill in some of my set needs there, maybe even pick up a couple of those complete sets. That's that's going to be on my, on my want list that I'm building out, um, as, as Ed suggested that I do. So I hope you enjoyed the show. I hope this might pique your interest of coming to check out the Chicago non-sports show. If you're in the Chicagoland or, or upper Midwest area, um, hopefully I'll be able to see you there. Hopefully you'll be able to come check out the show. Reach out to me. Let me know what you think. Reach out to me on Twitter at TheMikeSummer. Send me an email at WaxPackHero at gmail.com. Find me on TikTok or Instagram at WaxPackHero. I'd love any feedback you've got for the show. Well... That is all I've got for today, so I'll catch you next time.